0: Welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 12th of November 2022. This week, Team 4 are bringing you the news. I'm Andrew, the team leader, and your other readers are Jane, Graham and Jean. And David is joining us today with the intention of becoming a relief reader in the future. Your editor this week is Mary. Most of our items in the news are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted, and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. This week's headlines are Just Sort It Out Pensioner Calls for Action Over Flooding That's Been Going On for 30 Years. Have a Magical Time with Author and Burko on Cloud 9. These and other
1: stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, my name is Jane. This week in history, November 9th, 1922, the SS Schutzstaffel, or Protection Squad, was formed in Germany. On this day last year, England and Manchester United striker Marcus Rashford was awarded an MBE by the Duke of Cambridge for his campaign to support vulnerable children. November 10th, 1982, Soviet leader Leonid Brezhnev died of a heart attack aged 75. November 11th, 1987, Van Gogh's irises fetched 29.3 million at Sotheby's in New York. On this day last year, a new species of dinosaur with an unusually large nose was identified by a retired GP who spent lockdown rummaging through boxes of
2: old bones. Hello, I'm Graham. November 12, 1990, Crown Prince Akihito was formally installed as Emperor Akihito of Japan, becoming the 125th Japanese monarch. On this day last year, the husband of Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe endured his 20th day on hunger strike after a meeting with a foreign office minister left him feeling deflated about his wife's detention in Iran. November 13, 1941, HMS Art Royal was torpedoed by a German U-boat. She sank the next day. On this day last year, Britney Spears hailed the best day ever after her conservatorship was terminated and she regained control of her life. And November 14, 1932, book tokens went on sale in Britain for the first time.
3: Hello, this is Jean, and some statistics from Action on Smoking and Health. Shops want tough laws on tobacco sales. 81% agree there should be a mandatory licence scheme for selling tobacco to prevent sales to children, to stop illegal sales, and to give local authorities more power. 8 out of 10 support mandatory age verification for anyone who looks under 25 1 in 20 shopkeepers oppose oppose both these measures. 51% of retailers feel money from tobacco products is an important part of their overall profits, yet 72% make less profit on a packet of cigarettes than on other items. 76% say tobacco customers do buy other products at the same time. 54% of retailers think the age for buying tobacco should be raised from 18 to 21. But after bans on cigarette displays and plain packaging was introduced, only 13% said it had a negative effect on their business.
0: A third of people in decorum were single, as the number of marriage and civil partnerships dropped across the country in the past decade, new census figures show. The area follows trends across England and Wales where the rate of single people has increased since the last census in 2011. The number of people considered single, never having been in a civil partnership or marriage, in decorum when the census took place last year was 42,834, up from 36,455 in 2011. Of those aged 16 and older in decorum, 34.6% were single, an increase on 31.4% in 2011. The picture was similar across England and Wales last year, where 37.9% of people 16 and older were single, up from 34.6% in 2011. And 47.8% of people in decorum were married or in a civil partnership last year, down from 50% 10 years prior. Data from the census showed that 58,714 people were in opposite sex marriages last year up from 57,863 in 2011. An additional 248 people were in same-sex marriages in decorum last year and they were illegal in 2011. The figures also show 142 people were in same-sex civil partnerships last year and 88 were in opposite-sex civil partnerships. There were 169 people in civil partnerships 10 years ago, which were only allowed for same-sex couples at the time. There were 11,669 divorced people and 29 people with a dissolved civil partnership in decorum last year, making up 9.5% of people aged 16 and over. John Roth-Smith, Census Deputy Director, said... When looking a bit deeper, we can see that the proportion of people in a marriage or civil partnership has declined, which follows the long-term trend of declining marriages. Conversely, the number of people who are never married or in a civil partnership has increased by almost 3 million, Mr Roth Smith added. Nationally, 21.7 million people were married or in a civil partnership, making up 45% of those aged 16 and over. And 9.1% of the population were divorced or no longer in a civil partnership, up slightly from 9% a decade prior.
1: A volunteer at a Hemel Hempstead horse riding centre for the disabled is set to leap from a plane on her 70th birthday to help raise vital funds. Hilary Fox from Dunstable will be taking the plunge on November 30th in aid of Gaddiston Place Riding for Disabled, the RDA, which she has been involved with for more than three decades. She said, I have committed to do a tandem skydive to raise some funds while I can still manage it. Hilary added that she looks forward to the camaraderie between the volunteers as they help the riders learn to gain trust with them and their pony then start to relax and enjoy the ride, and said, I particularly enjoy helping to prepare the ponies, sidewalking and leading, especially when the riders give us a high five before dismounting. Gaddiston Place RDA's indoor school was opened in 1983 by patron Her Royal Highness Princess Royal, when Hilary first got involved, it was with Chiltern District Riding for the Disabled Association, which merged with Gallaston Place RDA in 2008. Since then, the school has developed into the facility which stands today, equipped with new classrooms and champion, the mechanical horse. Hilary said, Here the children clearly felt relaxed and comfortable and were having such fun learning. A donation of sponsorship, however small, would mean a tremendous amount to me and all the riders who attend Gaddiston Place RDA. Donations can be made via a double p dot invest my community, all one word dot com forward slash campaign dash page forward slash Hillary's H-I-L-A-R-Y-S-70th-Year-Challenge.
2: Decorum people who don't need their energy rebate or winter fuel allowance are being asked to donate it to people in need. Hertfordshire Community Foundation has launched an appeal to raise funds for charities and community organisations to support those in most urgent need as the cost of living crisis continues. All households are set to receive a total of £400 of energy support from the government as energy prices have risen in recent months. But the Director of Hertfordshire Community Foundation, Helen Gray, explained that for some households this is desperately needed and won't be enough. She said... Some recipients may need this assistance as we are inviting anyone who is able to do so to donate some or all of their rebate to help someone in need. Energy prices are at a record high, leaving many Hertfordshire households worrying about their heating their homes. Fuel poverty poses a serious threat with some having to make the impossible choice between heating or eating this winter in a desperate attempt to come back on costs. Funds raised by the Foundation's Appeal will provide grants to community organisations and charities to help source food parcels and essentials, sessions to support people's mental health and advice to those facing financial hardship. The donations will go towards keeping heating and lighting on for community centres and charities. Donations can be made via this website, heartscf.org.uk, or by bank transfer Account number 28592379, sort code 601039.
3: A Wendover-based charity has cancelled its fan- fundraising ball this year after not being able to sell enough tickets. Chiltern's MS Centre was due to hold its starlight ball at the four-star Pendley Manor Hotel in Tring on November the 19th. A spokesman for the charity said the ball had been in the planning since pre-COVID when we were in a very different time but the current financial climate makes it much more challenging to sell tickets. It added unfortunately we recently took the decision to cancel the event as we just weren't selling tickets. The centre supports people with multiple cirrhosis and recently began a pilot programme to open up its service to people with other neurological conditions, starting with Parkinson's disease. According to Hannah Prentice, community fundraising manager at the centre, three quarters of its income comes from fundraising.
0: A former seamstress-turned-author is holding a reading of her first children's book at Waterstones in Berkhamsted late this month. 67-year-old Anne Parker from Warner's End in Hemel-Hempstead will read Magic and Memories, a collection of short stories, in the bookshop at 11am on Saturday, November the 19th, and is inviting families along. Anne said she's looking forward to the book reading with puppets and props. She added... I'm having a free raffle for all the children attending. The prize is a cuddly toy badger, like in the story I'm reading, The Bravest Badger. The book is Anne's first and includes illustrations by her grandson, Harvey Padmore. When asked how it feels to embark on her writing journey, Anne said, Oh, fantastic. I was terrified. I thought that nobody would buy it, but it's done really well and people seem to love it. Eric the Elf, a superhero unicorn, and family-centred tales feature in the book, which is currently stocked in Chaldon post office, Hemel's The House of Elliot, and Fancy That in Tring. Anne wrote the stories with parents in mind as they have to read them. Hence, there are plenty of hidden references and jokes in the book. She explained, I'd love to do Magic and Memories too. I've got so many ideas. Anne will be in Waterstones on Berkhamstead High Street on November the 19th at 11am with the raffle afterwards.
1: A pensioner from Hemel Hempstead wants something done about persistent flooding that has been going on for 30 years. Patrick Hughes, who has lived in Felden Lane for 45 years, has called on the leader of Hertfordshire County Council, Richard Roberts, to do something about the flooding on London Road, between the junction of London Road and the railway bridge. He said, the bus stops on both sides of the road are unusable when it floods. On the Meadow Way side, the waiting point becomes an island. A Hertfordshire County Council spokesperson said, Our crews cleared out most of the drains in this area on October 28th, and the remaining drains on Meadow Way will be cleared before Christmas. However, when there is a period of heavy rain, as we have seen in recent days, the ground can become saturated and drainage systems can be temporarily overwhelmed. But Patrick says that there is no point in unblocking the drains. He explained... The fact is, there are not enough of them, and those that are there are woefully inadequate. The spokesperson added, We'd encouraged residents to report blocked drains or flooding on its online fault reporting system at hertfordshire.gov.uk forward slash highway faults, where you can also see how recently each drain has been cleaned. Even if we can't fix the problem straight away, we can use the information to help us plan our future work programmes.
2: A sponsored sleep-out is set to take place this month and will include a silent glow-in-the-dark disco. Hobbs Hill Wood Primary School in Hemel Hempstead will host People Involved in DEN's flagship fundraising event. The Decorum Homelessness Charity is challenging people to spend a winter night outside to raise support for those in the community facing homelessness and food poverty. On November 25th, participants will start with a glow-in-the-dark silent disco and magic tricks before heading outside to build their beds and brave a night under the stars. Dens is also providing an option to sleep in a new, quiet indoor area. Samuel Stedman, a former Dens client who experienced homelessness during the pandemic, is doing the sleep out for the second year running after he raised over £600 in 2021. He said, The main reason I'm taking part is to spread awareness because someone like myself can go from having everything to then having absolutely nothing within the space of a couple of months. Dens is also offering the chance for people to host their own fundraiser with Your Sleep Out, By signing up online, participants will receive an exclusive toolkit to help make it a memorable night, whether they're sleeping in an office, school, garden or elsewhere. The charity's corporate and community fundraising manager, Nikki Maxwell-Braithwaite, said, we can't wait for participants from around the community to take on the challenge of our sleep-out and help raise vital funds for those most in need. Registration for the DENS-sponsored sleep-out is now open at dens.org.uk/event/sponsored-sleepout
3: It is said to be one of the most difficult winters ever and people continue to struggle to pay their food and heating bills in the face of the cost of living crisis To help with the looming crisis, Tesco has announced a new £1 million support package for food banks and food charities after the Trussell Trust warned they are facing their most difficult winter ever. With food banks and other frontline charities hit by a double whammy of unprecedented demand and soaring operating costs, Tesco has stepped in with a £1 million donation split between the Trussell Trust and Fair Share to help them meet the exceptional challenges they are facing. Tesco is the biggest supplier of food distributed by Fairshare, having donated 20 million meals of surplus food to the charity in the past year alone, while Tesco and its customers are the biggest single source of food donations for the Trussell Trust's food banks.
0: And to continue that story the trussell trust has already used up its supplies that normally help 1300 food bank centers throughout the winter months the trust has warned that food banks are buying three times as much food as they did in 2021 due to the growing crisis and it has distributed 46 percent more emergency food parcels in august and september than at the same time last year with the need for food from food banks currently far outstripping food donations almost a sixth of the Trussell Trust's food bank's food supplies are now usually bought in. The additional £1 million from Tesco now brings the supermarket giant's support for charities and community projects to more than £10 million this year.
1: A couple from Hemel Hempstead was shocked to be told they had won a holiday of a lifetime to the Maldives after missing out on their honeymoon two years ago. Stacey Kovacek said, I'm absolutely over the moon to have won this dreamy holiday. It was such a shock, but the best surprise ever. We can now take the honeymoon we missed out on due to the pandemic. Stacey answered a knock at her door and was told that she was the winner of the Travel Republic competition she had entered in September. As part of the entry in the Make It Possib Hall competition to win a £3,000 dream holiday, Stacey said that she would love to go to the Maldives, as it would be the dreamiest holiday ever and a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Stacey and her husband, Sion, got married during the pandemic and were unable to take a honeymoon. They received the news of their win just days before their second wedding anniversary. Travel Republic's Managing Director, Antonio Fellino, said, to see the delight on Stacy and Sion's faces made our day at Travel Republic. The Maldives is one of the most popular honeymoon destinations in the world. He added, all the team at Travel Republic is delighted for them and we hope they have the best time, courtesy of Travel Republic. The couple won out of nearly two and a half thousand entries in the competition.
2: A 24-year-old man from Hemel Hempstead has been jailed after he pled guilty to dangerous driving and other driving offences following an incident in the town on October 12th. Ben Wild of Oak Street appeared at Stevenage Magistrates Court on October 25th where he pleaded guilty to driving dangerously, driving while disqualified, failing to stop for police and driving a vehicle while uninsured. Wilde was sentenced to a year in prison, ordered to pay a £187 victim surcharge, banned from driving for 42 months and required to pass an extended driving test after this period. Around 2.30pm on the day of the incident, police officers attempted to stop a blue Citroen Picasso in Warner's End. The vehicle came to a halt on Long Chalden at the Boxted Road junction and Hertfordshire Police attempted to arrest the driver. Despite efforts from officers to stop the vehicle, it was a driven away from the scene. A police helicopter used to search the area found the car abandoned on Pipit Walk. Detective Sergeant Paul Burton of the local crime unit said, following this incident, inquiries to identify and locate the driver were successful, which resulted in the arrest and charge of Ben Wilde. DS Burton added, thankfully... Nobody was injured during the incident. However, the manner of his driving on that day put the safety of members of the community at risk. He will now have time to reflect on his actions.
3: The family of a homeless woman and her children living in a Hemel Hempstead hostel say she's been left in heartbreaking conditions. They claim that the conditions at Bennett's End Community Hostel are having a dramatic impact on the family's mental health. They say the hostel is so dirty the mum is unable to cook or bathe her children and instead have to go to a friend's house to wash. They also claimed there was antisocial behaviour in and around the hostel. De Borough Council, which runs the hostel, has been blamed for not taking responsibility for the poor conditions but the council claims that the hostel's communal areas are regularly cleaned and urged anyone with complaints to get in touch with a council officer. The mum, who wished to remain anonymous, was unable to find private rented accommodation after being made homeless and now lives in the hostel with her children. A family member said... You know, it's having a really major dramatic impact on their mental well-being at the moment. And it's having a real detrimental effect on their schooling. To have anybody in these kinds of situations is just heartbreaking. Nobody wants to see anybody living in these kinds of conditions.
0: And concluding that report, a Decorum Borough Council spokesperson said... While we cannot comment on individual cases, we encourage all residents in temporary accommodation to work with their temporary accommodation officer to resolve issues where possible, such as issues of noise and antisocial behaviour. If the resident feels there are illegal activities taking place, these should be reported to the police. Where a household is placed into temporary accommodation with shared facilities, It's the responsibility of each resident to ensure that they're complying with the licence conditions, which includes keeping the communal areas clean, such as kitchens and bathrooms. Communal areas are cleaned routinely by our cleaning service. However, residents must take responsibility for cleaning areas following use. Where residents are not complying with the licence conditions, this may lead to breach of licence action. Residents also complained that the gas to the hostel was disconnected last month, but that an officer allegedly said, It is what it is, when questioned whether the bill had been paid by the council. The council spokesperson did not respond to that allegation, but added, It's important that residents keep the council informed of any changes to their circumstances. If a resident's circumstances have changed and they do not feel their temporary accommodation is suitable, they should speak directly to their temporary accommodation officer. Additionally, if a resident feels a temporary accommodation offer is unsuitable for their needs, they can request a review of the suitability by emailing the service, indicating the reasons why the offer is unsuitable, and a review will be undertaken in line with the statutory guidelines. Hertfordshire police say there have been no reports about antisocial or illegal behaviour at the hostel.
1: A man from Hemel Hempstead skydived on Saturday, November 5th to raise money for the Brain Tumor Charity and pay tribute to his late brother. David O'Sullivan, 34, jumped out of a plane to honour his brother, Jason, who died in 2019, just 10 weeks after being diagnosed with an abnormally aggressive glioblastoma grade 4 brain tumour. The skydive is the last of 10 challenges he has tackled in 10 months in honour of his brother, including a bungee jump, abseil down Arcelor Mittal orbit and a walk of the Isle of Wight. Jason, who lived most of his life in Hemel Hempstead, had just bought his first house in Hemel with his wife when he had an operation to remove the tumour. But weeks later, he was diagnosed with a second inoperable tumour on his brainstem. Jason died on November 5th, a month before his first child was born. David, who ran a security business with Jason, started the challenges in February. On October 30th, David and his other brother, Raymond, finished the Dresden Marathon in Germany, raising more money for Jason's chosen charity. Danielle, David's wife, said, Dave and Raymond smashed the marathon. I couldn't be more proud. They both had struggles along the way and are aching today, but they got through it. David's skydive, something Jason had always wanted to do, coincided with the third anniversary of Jason's death. Before the jump, Danielle said, I honestly am terrified, but David isn't very good with heights. He did a bungee jump and that was hard. He was already scared enough with the bungee and now he's about to jump out of a plane because that's what Jace wanted to do. Danielle explained that the challenges have been helpful for David to grieve and remember his brother. She said, me and his family, his mum and dad, are just so proud of what he's doing. What he's doing is incredible, and the amount of money he's raised, we didn't expect that. Nearly £3,000.
2: Mo Problem. Movember began 19 years ago in a bar in Melbourne, Australia, when over a pint two blokes wondered if they could make the unfashionable moustache popular again by getting 30 of their mates to grow one and raise money for prostate cancer at the same time. Movember is now recognised as the leading international men's health charity, additionally addressing testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention. Over five million moustaches have been cultivated, more than half a billion pounds raised worldwide, and over 1,250 men's health projects have been funded since those first whiskers appeared on Australian upper lips in 2003. And yes, the moustache is firmly back in fashion. Movember 2022 features the classic Grow tash target, plus a 60-kilometre Move for Movember challenge. Find out more at uk.movember.com.
3: It's a kind of magic. Make the planet a happier place on November the 13th, its World Kindness Day, run by the World Kindness Movement for over 20 years to put the spotlight on good deeds and kind acts. Psychologists at Sussex University have found that reward areas in the brain are more active when people are kind, even when they're acting purely altruistically. It turns out that warm glow of kindness is real. Being kind also reduces blood pressure, stress and anxiety and makes your blood produce oxytocin, the love hormone, which helps keep your heart healthy. So being kind to others is being kind to yourself too. Find out more at kindnessuk.com.
0: And now some encouragement to put your money where your mouth is. Mouth or oral cancer claims more lives each year than cervical and testicular cancer combined. It's twice as common in men than women, with most cases occurring in the over-60s. The most common symptoms are an ulcer that won't heal and persistent pain or swelling in the mouth. Cutting down on alcohol and smoking hugely reduces your risk, and regular self-checks and visits to the dentist are really important, because early diagnosis means a high chance of a complete cure. In Mouth Cancer Action Month, there's a virtual 10K challenge to get involved in, plus Blue Wednesday's self-check day on November the 16th. You can find out more at dentalhealth.org forward slash mouthcancer.
1: Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by What's On?, there are no obituaries or letters to the editor this week, but a couple of local residents are sharing their opinions on the Let's Talk page.
4: Hello, I'm David, taking over from Graham. Armistice Day falls on November the 11th and has been observed in Commonwealth member states since the end of the First World War, to honour the armed forces members who died in the line of duty. A two-minute silence will take place at 11am. On Sunday, November the 13th, the Royal British Legions in Decorum and Decorum Borough Council will be coming together to recognise Remembrance Day. In Hemel Hempstead, the Remembrance Day event is organised by the Royal British Legion Hemel Hempstead Branch and Decorum Borough Council. The parade on Sunday, November the 13th, will begin in Hemel Hempstead Town Centre at 10:30 am and will conclude at the War Memorial at St John's Church, Boxmoor. Wreaths will be laid followed by a church service. Some roads surrounding Hemel Hempstead Town Centre will be closed from 10am until 11.30am on Sunday. These include Plough Roundabout, Leighton Buzzard Road, Moor End Road, Waterhouse Street, Station Road, St John's Road, Park Road, Heath Lane, Cottrells and Vicarage Close. We apologise for any inconvenience this may cause.
3: And continuing that, in Tring on Thursday, November the 11th, there will be an act of remembrance at the War Memorial at 11am. On Sunday, November the 13th, Tring Team Parish want to involve as many people as possible and have decided to hold the remembrance service outside the War Memorial starting at 10.45am. The service will contain hymns, Bible readings, prayers and wreath-laying. In Berkhamstead on Sunday, November the 13th, the annual parade in Berkhamsted will march off from the car park in Lower Kings Road at 2.30pm and move towards St Peter's Church. A short ceremony at the St Peter's War Memorial at 2.45pm will include a reading of the names of the fallen of World War I, followed by a service inside the church at 3pm.
0: And now we come to what's on. Films at the cinema this week include Matthew Bourne's Nutcracker, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Living, Watcher, Barbarian, Pray for the Devil, Black Adam, The Banshees of Sherin, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Smile, Ticket to Paradise, and Liam Gallagher Nebworth. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking.
1: Music. Short notice for Saturday 12th November at Berkhamstead Civic Centre, 7.30pm. Ashley Wass, Piano, playing Bach, Schumann and Shostakovich. Contact berkhamsteadmusic.co.uk. Jimmy Carpenter Band on Wednesday, 16th November at the Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, 8pm. oldtownhall.co.uk Mississippi McDonald on Thursday, 17th November at Blues Bar Tring, 8.30pm For more information, go to bluesbartring.co.uk High Wickham Music Centre Big Band, Saturday, 19th November, B. Jazz at the Civic Centre, Berkhamsted, 8 pm. For more information, go to bjazz.org.
4: Comedy. Join Andy Parsons at the Court Theatre, Tring, on Thursday, the 24th of November at 8 pm, as he warms up for another national tour. Contact get-stuffed.biz Screaming Blue Murder Comedy Club at the Old Town Hall on Monday the 21st of November at 8pm Acts Brendan Dempsey and Paul F. Taylor Compare Bennett Aaron Contact oldtownhall.co.uk
3: And in theatre, Girl from the North Country is Milton Keynes Theatre on November the 15th to the 19th. Celebrated playwright Connor McPherson, the Weir and the Seafarer, boldly reimagines the legendary songs of Bob Marley in a heartbreaking and universal story about family and love as the double Olivier and Tony Award winning West End and Broadway smash hit heads to Milton Keynes on its first UK tour. It's set in 1934 in the heartland of America, where a group of wayward souls cross paths in a time-weathered guesthouse. Standing at a turning point in their lives, they realise nothing is what it seems. Visit ATGTickets.com to book. And Frayed Not Theatre Company presents Gaslight by Patrick Hamilton at the Court Theatre in Tring from the 16th to the 19th of November at 8pm. Is Bella Manningham losing her mind? How else can the household mysteries be explained? This exciting classic thriller set in Victorian London has come to define the term gaslighting for generations to come. Contact courttheatre.co.uk
0: And a reminder of a few local events. From Saturday the 12th of November until the 2nd of January, there's Christmas at Wadsden from 12 noon to 7pm each day. Tickets are available at wadsden.org.uk and Wadsden is W-A-D-D-E-S-D-O-N.org.uk. Saturday the 12th and Sunday the 13th of November there's a Berkhamstead Christmas shopping event at number 20 in Lower Kings Road in Berkhamsted. On Saturday the 19th of November the Hospice of St Francis has a Gifts and Winter Crafts Market at Potten End Village Hall, HP22RH for your sat-navs at 10am to 4pm. And also on Saturday November the 19th the Repair Cafe will be functioning in Tring, 10.30 to 1 p.m. in the Baptist Church Hall and 86 High Street in Tring, and that's HP 23 4AB. And finally, Sunday the 20th of November, the Berkofest Book Festival from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the Town Hall. There are author talks, readings, Q&A sessions. More info about this and tickets are available at bookfestival.burkofest.com.
1: And advance notice of some festive events in decorum. The most wonderful time of the year is just around the corner and Hemel Hempstead Business Improvement District is preparing for the annual Christmas light switch-on to kickstart the festive period. The event will be returning to Hemel Hempstead Town Centre on Saturday 19th November with live family-friendly music from 11am provided by a range of local performers on the Rainbow Stage. The event will offer a mixture of market stalls, children's entertainment, rides and Santa's Grotto before the lights switch on and fireworks at 5.30pm.
4: and some further festive events. The Tring Christmas Festival, organised by Tring Together, is on Saturday the 26th of November from 3.30pm to 8.30pm. Enjoy Christmas market stalls, late-night shopping, festive lights, entertainment and an appearance by Father Christmas. For more information, go to tringtogether.com. Dot dot the Berkhamsted Festival of Light runs from 3:30 p.m. until 6 p.m. on Sunday, the 27th of November. Berkhamsted High Street will be lined with Christmas stalls where you can enjoy mulled wine, festive arts and crafts, and visit Father Christmas's elves. You can also visit St Peter's Church. By candlelight. For more information go to Berkhamstead Town Council, or one word um,
3: and future dates for your diary. Uh, there's a countdown to Christmas Fair, which is perfect for early gifts with homemade cakes and produce raffle tombolas, books and puzzles. Toys and refreshments on Saturday the 19th of November from 10am to 2pm at St John's Church, Boxmoor, which is opposite the Sports Centre.
0: And now a trustee notice. Pursuant to the Trustee Act 1925, any persons having a claim against or an interest in the estate of Irene Beatrice Snowden, deceased. Late of Kilfillan House, Grimsdyke Road, Berkhamsted, who died on the thirtieth of april two thousand twenty two, are requested to send written particulars to Blazer Mills Law, Chalfont Court, Five Hill Avenue, Amersham, Buckinghamshire, HP six five B D by the tenth of january twenty twenty three.
1: And let's talk. Enforce the regulations by email from R.P. Beresford. It's about time that Decorum Council took action against idiotic, selfish and illegal parking and so-called black economy traders operating businesses from residential streets with no consideration. Put in a complaint and all you get told is it's not a council property and we can't do anything. News for the council. Businesses require planning permission, which they haven't got, and also are supposed to pay business rates which, in their dereliction of duty to the council and residents, they are not collecting. The best and most sensible option is to introduce parking permits, which they have already done in more affluent areas of decorum, while banning all vehicles over 1,400 kilos gross permitted weight. This would free up the much-needed parking for the people that live in these residential estates, while stopping cowboy repair shops and removals, removal firms operating in residential estates. For example, two streets in Grove Hill are now being used by yet another cowboy operator who moved here from another town as he couldn't operate his black economy company there, as they actually enforce the rules. This cowboy outfit parks up to 20 vehicles in these two roads alone, with no respect for pedestrians, completely blocking footpaths while making noise at all times of the day and night. There have been many complaints, more since they moved in, but the council fails to take any action at all. Why? Idiotic, selfish and illegal parking is a major issue in Hemel Hempstead, but the so-called authorities fail to act. Causing more and
4: more animosity. From Jay Batty at Berkhamsted NHS is too bureaucratic. Reports are emerging which suggest that the NHS will be shielded from the forthcoming cuts in public expenditure. This will ensure that the cuts required elsewhere in the spending programme will be that much deeper and, stroke or, that the tax burden will rise. While it is totally understandable that it is a national imperative to reduce the alarming NHS waiting lists, there is a grave danger, without the delivery of corresponding economies and efficiency gains, that yet more taxpayers' money will be wasted. Any increased subsidies need to be wholly conditional on increased productivity. The wasteful bureaucratic nightmare which has become the NHS must surely be tackled. West Hart's Teaching Hospitals Trust epitomises the problem, employing a workforce of about 5,400, of whom almost 1,250 are administrative, not clinical, staff.
3: And now for some County Council notices. Hertfordshire's County Council is looking for more people to sponsor Ukrainian refugees living in decorum, who now face being forced to relocate. Many who have settled in the borough have found work in the area and their children have enrolled at schools, but due to a shortage of available housing, they may be forced to relocate. More than 1,100 Hertfordshire people have opened their homes to refugees from Ukraine and more than 1,700 refugees have come to the country since the Russian invasion in February. But despite the overwhelming humanitarian response from Hertfordshire residents, some existing sponsors are unable to continue hosting guests beyond the initial six-month period. Sponsors who are part of the Homes for Ukraine scheme can receive the £350 monthly thank-you payment by registering on the government portal. Those interested in helping can email h4ukraine at hertfordshire.gov.uk with their full address, number of rooms and beds available, number of guests they can accommodate, if children could live there, how close they are to public transport and any other requirements as a host. Councillor Richard Roberts, leader of Hertfordshire's County Council, said, the need for new hosts is greater than ever And I would urge anyone who has the space and willingness to open up their home to get in touch. You could be the person who makes that difference to the life of a refugee. The council will hold a webinar for those wanting to find out more on November the 23rd from 7pm.
0: And now some football news. Berkhamstead remained top of the SPL Division One central table after another win on Saturday, but they were made to work hard for the three points by visitors Walthamstow. The 2-1 win saw the Comrades have plenty of first-half chances, with Ryan Kinane volleying a pile driver just over the bar from an early Jonathan Lacey corner. At the other end, a cracking shot from Dan Green whistled past the post for the newly promoted visitors, but Ryan Blake soon put Burko in front with a fine finish after excellent work on the right by Toby Coker. After half-time, Berko had a good penalty appeal turned down when Ailey Bangura went down after beating a couple of defenders. Connor Toomey shot over at the canal end as Burko kept up the pressure and eventually it told, as Blake scored his seventh goal of the week with a cracking effort after a free kick was won on the right-hand side of the pitch. In the 80th minute, Walthamstow got back in the game when they got a penalty after Toomey blocked a cross with his hand. Callum Ibe smashed the spot kick into the back of the net, giving David Saunders no chance. This made for a tight finish with the visitors pressing, but Burko's impressive defence held out without any real scares. Hemel-Hempstead Town, meanwhile, suffered defeat on the road as they lost 2-0 at high-flying Havant and Waterlooville.
1: National Basketball League Hemel Storms unbeaten start to the NBL season continued with a 115 to 54 victory over Manchester Magic on Saturday writes Ollie Heathcote. It was a much more spread out performance in terms of scoring with everybody contributing in terms of defence, Storm managed to keep star players Wilde and Gale relatively quiet, although Wilde was Magic's top scorer with 12 points. Recent signing Romario Spence impressed with his ability to shoot, scoring 15 points and also retaining possession on a number of occasions with eight rebounds. Captain Teo Oyafuzi managed a double-double as he showed his experience in both defence defence and offence. Storm sit second in the table, 22 points behind Worthing Thunder, and go to Essex Rebels on Saturday before playing Bristol Academy Flyers in the National Cup at the Storm Dome this coming Sunday, 13th November at 5pm.
4: Some other sports news... Hemel Skaters from Hemel Hempstead Planet Ice will be part of a performance of Christmas Carol on Ice on December the 7th. The show will feature skaters who train at Planet Ice on Jarman Square and will take place at Milton Keynes Ice Arena. Assistant Chief Operations Officer Kirsten Engren said, We have developed a large number of skaters who are now taking part in figure skating competitions, joined hockey teams, and taking part in on ice shows. This year, being held at the fantastic Milton Keynes Ice Arena.
3: Players from Berkhamsted's West Hart Wizards Pickleball Club won at England's national competition in Bolton. At the third annual English Nationals held over October 28th to 30th, the team of six from across Decorum and the wider county received bronze medals after playing games of pickleball. The club said with 430 players entered in the event, this was no small feat. Hemel Hempstead's Lynn Epps and Sue Andrews from Tring won the bronze medal in the 65 years and above age group for the women's doubles. In the women's doubles over 50s group, Sarah Tildesley of Hemel Hempstead and her partner were also awarded a bronze medal. Another Tring resident, Tony Bingham and Steve Getray from Southgate, won three matches in the men's doubles round robin and narrowly missed the quarterfinals by one point. In the over-50 singles, Stuart Foster won a bronze medal. The three pairs also played mixed doubles with impressive wins in the morning session on the Sunday. A statement from the club said, West Hearts Wizards originally established itself as a club in February of this year, and now has over 50 members, who meet at Berkhamsted Leisure Centre three or four times a week. Pickleball is a newly emerging sport which combines tennis, table tennis and badminton, which is said to be the fastest growing sport in the UK. For more information about how to trial a game of pickleball, on either a Thursday or a Saturday session, email... WestheartsWizards at gmail.com call 07915 069 057 or visit westheartswizards.co.uk
0: We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 7.16 and 4.17. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to the website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news on Memory Stick, a useful list of phone numbers for services and amenities follows after the final music. Then please return the stick to us in the pouch provided and check the pouch is securely sealed. Turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail postbox. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor, and Mike, who is your technician this week.